Hello and welcome to this episode of Life's Toolbox Podcast. I'm Dana Bridgewater and I'll be moderating. And I'm Marcus Bridgewater, also known as Guard Marcus, and I'll be answering questions. And today we will be discussing peace in the holiday season. Peace in the holiday season. So we are looking forward to getting questions from the audience and uh, learning a little bit about what peace means to you all in the holiday season and how you approach it, um, what your thoughts are. We also have our baby off stage, off camera. So if we hear any coos or giggles, that's what you're hearing. So Marcus, when we think about the holiday season, people often express sentiments of challenge, mm -hmm. hardship. It's true. What do you think is one of the main obstacles to peace in this time of year? I think that um, there is a value versus worth pressure that is a, a really large obstacle to peace in this time of year um, in that way what I'm talking about when I talk about the value versus worth uh, value is our assets our money our ties to convenience in the world that we've created our worth is our mind our body and spirit the gifts we were given from birth um, the things that only we can work on. And I think that in to today's time, right, in our modern age, during the holidays, many people have a priority of maintaining a certain degree of value. And when you are spending time with people who you're connected to who you know and who you've who you love that can get in the way of actually fostering quality connection and building up the relationships between you and that person and many of us don't know and some of us are conscious of it but many of us don't know how to keep that pressure from getting in the way of our interactions with others mm -hmm. and i think that is a, a really heavy factor in why so many people don't have peace in our modern holiday. Mm -hmm. um, whether or not we were able to make the big enough meal, whether or not we were able to get the gifts we wanted to get, those pressures tend to outweigh how much time I got to spend with my loved one. Mm -hmm. Well, talking about value versus worth reminded me of something you and I were talking about earlier this morning, which is how many videos we're seeing on social media of people expressing financial hardship right now. Mm -hmm. Many people are feeling the constraints of the economy, and I imagine that is having a toll on how people are perceiving the holiday season. Absolutely. Now, for many people, it began this week, but for a lot of people in this country, um, as we move further into December, the holiday season only intensifies. And mm -hmm. as we think about the economic constraints, I imagine people are going to have a conflict in terms of how to approach this season, make the most of it, and maintain peace. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and that's why it's so important that we take time and prioritize our peace, our mind our our body and our our spirit that we prioritize working on their well-being so that the influences that we experience during this time don't distract us from actually utilizing this time to sustain momentum as we go into 
the winter. I think that's a really uh, important f factor to note that I think our ancestry designed the grouping of all of these holidays in the winter not just because people were home able to watch the box and and be uh, tricked by media I think it also had to do with the fact that this is an opportunity for us to strengthen our roots for us to really focus on putting energy into our family into understanding ourselves and reflecting on the year prior and the best way to reflect is through right um journaling and through positive and honest self-reflection mm -hmm. but also taking that self-reflection and sharing it with others who are doing the same thing which is hopefully your family your friends your community mm -hmm. when you do that i think that it leads to the most amount of growth come spring and so this time of year in these holidays this this charging get together should really be a fueling a um laying of the domino so to say so that come spring you can press it and it begets something beautiful well before we get into a couple audience questions i have a follow-up Many people feel like they can't work on their piece this time of year because of the financial constraints. They feel like they have no mm. time. Mm. Their energy is split. Mm. Mm -hmm. And the question becomes, how are we supposed to focus on peace mm. when we're dealing with all of these challenges? Mm. That's, that's so good. That's so good. Um, so my thought on this um, comes from looking at nature and thinking about our ancestry again um, thinking about the village right now I think so many families and people are spread thin mm -hmm. and spread out and so during these times of economic challenge during these times of, of hardship I think it's that m much more important that we are pooling resources that we are sharing with each other, that we are doing our best to care for each other. And in that way, it lightens the burden. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, what was this really intense, heavy, unbelievable burden is spread out. So it becomes easier for us to take care of one another. I think about how um, the amount of sugar or the amount of flour or the amount of whatever it is can go far if the people who are using it have experience and know how to use it, um, know how to bake bread, know how to make muffins, know how to um, take it and turn it into something else, know how to take it and turn it into more bread, right? Think about how, I think about how you um, take the yeast and make more yeast, right? If someone knows how to do this, then it actually adds to the sustainability of the entire village. Mm -hmm. Few and far between are working like a village or even operating in a way to share that kind of information. And if there were more people working, 
sharing those responsibilities. Someone needs, someone's prepping to watch the oven, someone's, all of a sudden, everybody's benefiting, um, but it's not so much of a single burden on the, the family or the resources pooled from whoever it is that are sharing them. Mm -hmm. Well, let's move into a couple questions from the audience. So the first one I saw was, how do you deal with talking about big issues when families gather? Some folks deflect, some folks dive into tough conversations. Mm, mm, okay. So, man, this is really an important one. This is a very important one. And um, I'm thankful someone asked this so that we can address this and get audience feedback. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here is the issue. Okay. This is the issue. Now, I'm, and this is, this is, hopefully everybody follows me on this exercise, but let's just say that this is the issue. And this issue is smoking. For those who are listening, he is holding a DIY incense mm -hmm. thing. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> no DIY, DIY incense holder. All right, I, I made this. This lets me hold incense. It's a planter mixed with um, um, a strainer. And I've got some tweezers, so it lets me move incense around in a really awesome way. Okay, but let's just say for a moment what, I'm ha what I have in my hand is an issue. An issue that I am dealing with. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to address. And I bring my issue to my family. And I place my issue down in front of my family. And I'm like, family, please look at this. Please look at this. What happened in my own life is when I did that, I was so passionate about the issue and I had done so much research on the issue that when I sat the issue down and was asking people to talk about it, I wasn't kind, patient, or positive enough in regards to my family. So I'm saying that because it's important that the person who wants to address the issue, the people who want to face the issue and want to bring it to their family, want to dive in, it's usually because they are concerned, they care, they want to know. But if they, if you, that person, aren't tempering yourself with kindness, with patience, and, and ensuring that you're speaking from a lens of positivity as you address your family, you're not creating the environment where they want to discuss it. You're not actually opening up the discussion you're just blurting out belligerence and and you may not realize it because you care so much so i never want to knock your care because we all need to care and i never want to knock the time that you've spent researching and whatnot but what you need to be conscious of is that the more you put your flair into the issue the more it just smokes on the table and all of a sudden the smoke is just filling the room and no one can breathe anymore, right? So, so you can't be lighting the fire of the issue in the room with the people you wanna discuss it with. You've got to give them an opportunity to examine the issue without all the smoke. And the only way that you can do that is if you come at it with kindness, patience, and positivity, not blowing the smoke in their face. And that can be hard to do, especially if you've spent hundreds of hours researching a topic, you know a ton, and all they've done is watch the news. That can be very difficult to do. But 
it's still what's necessary. Now, on the other side, if you are experiencing someone coming at you with a ton of flair and a ton of passion and they, they care about some issue and it is smoking up the room, <laughs> ask them to take a deep breath. Ask everyone in the room to take a deep breath. And what you're going to do by doing that is open up the windows. You're letting fresh air come in so that so that what was smoking can breathe and then you can guys can stop and examine it. But don't condemn the person who put the issue there because they want to say something. Don't condemn them and don't just turn your back and run away because to do that is to actually ask for your whole house to burn down. You're going to go hide in the closet and they've got coal. Your family has to work together. That coal should heat you guys. That coal should fuel, fuel you and push you into the future. That coal should be valuable to you. But instead, so many of us now condemn the coal and that coal just burns us up and now we it's too hot to touch. Got so much smoke in the room, we never even want to talk to each other. We never want to get together. We never actually want to embrace why. We don't want to embrace each other anymore because we've let the issue, the flame in the room, become more important than us. That's a problem. Mm. That's a problem. And that's got to stop. So when it comes to addressing really passionate issues, both sides got to do a better job of addressing the issue and not condemning one another, allowing the house to burn down or blowing smoke in each other's face. Well, the person who asked said it was another great metaphor. Hey, so you've been here before. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Inktopolis. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> Thanks, Inktopolis. And someone else said, yep, so I think there was some agreement. I mean, wow, I didn't realize how deep the metaphor was going to go. Suddenly there's smoke in the room, then the house could burn down, then there's coal. <laughs> it was complex. Well, I need to pass the moderator baton to you because I cannot see the questions coming in on that screen. So if you okay. want to um, look for a moment. There are no questions. It is, says, can I just say I appreciate your content so much. It has helped me take a step back and reflect. Thank you, Mercy. And... Um, Cotton says, much love. Moose says, thank you for who you are. <laughs> um, right. Much love to you guys. Well, moving up, I seen something come in when you were talking about how to make time for peace in the holiday season. If mm -hmm. you feel like you have no time or energy to do so because your energy split, you're focused on trying to make ends meet, whatever it could be. And you mentioned coming together and basically stratifying labor have someone watch the oven have someone make the yeast and coming together people could produce a great loaf of bread that everyone could share mm -hmm. well somebody said alone over here with six cats it's super challenging mm. so many people don't have the community to rely on in times like this to come together to bake the loaf of bread mm -hmm. many people don't feel like they're going to find that community in the next few weeks mm -hmm. how do you think people in that position could find peace and maintain peace this time of year Okay, so f first off, it's important to knowledge it, to acknowledge, right, that what I was talking about is the pooling of the resources to enable you to sustain your peace easier. But peace truly comes from you 
and your appreciation of your own experience from your acknowledging the lessons that your experience have taught you and from you working to maintain control and and clarity in your own emotions and mind with that in mind taking time to work on your breathing making sure that you're journaling making sure that you're meditating doing things to bring your mind to center so that you are constantly maintaining clarity and control actually driving yourself in the direction you want despite how many adversities you are facing and despite how limited your energy in your body may be peace will still be in your mind and aid your body in maintaining its process forward now here's why this is important life is not meant to be done alone and i'm going to i'm going to stop and say that again life is not meant to be done alone there is nowhere on the planet where organisms are just by themselves even the organisms that spend a lot of time by themselves have other organisms that they interact with from time to time I say that for this reason. We as human beings have gotten to a place to where we isolate ourselves from others and from other organisms, from other things, except for maybe a few animals. And we then try to maintain our peace and we try to maintain our balance. But what we find is that we can't sustain the harmony we desire. Because harmony comes from multiple notes. And multiple notes come from community, come from multiple organisms, diversity, and interaction. Sometimes the notes may come off pitch, but that's why it's harmonizing and practice so that you can find the vibration to come back to the same pitch and i say all of that because your peace is one thing but sustaining that peace and maintaining the balance of your body so that it again sustains the peace so that you can be a part of the harmony while maintaining your peace that harmony reflects back at you helping you sustain the peace sustain the balance helping you sustain the harmony i hope you see that it is a spiral and this spiral is one that we want to perpetuate like a snowball and all of a sudden the positivity and the growth the productivity begin to intertwine and it drives you forward but if you're not doing that the converse is happening and and the unraveling the snowball in the other direction is happening further from peace, further from balance, further from harmony. Mm -hmm. Another great metaphor. Great. <laughs>
Oh, man. You know, it's a wild thing when you're trying to explain something and the only way to explain it is through an imagery type of a thought, through imagery and through the symmetry of life because everything mirrors itself um, on multiple scales. And for anyone who's looking, you can see the parallels on all those scales. So I'm not even sure what the metaphor was just now as much as I am hopeful that the explanation was thorough. I think I saw a couple messages come in. I can't tell if they're questions or not on that screen. Mm -hmm. All right, let's check them out. Let's see what we got here. Okay, you're amazing. We appreciate that you check up on people. Mental health is so important. Um, much love to you. It really is. Um, and the only way we're going to live in a better future that we all share together is if we have better people. And that means our minds, our body, and our spirit have to be elevated. So I want to live in a future where every one of you have more peace, more balance, and harmony in your lives. I look forward to harmonizing with you. We don't really think about it on a daily basis with others, so we appreciate what you're doing. Um, much love to you. I'm coming out of a cold and my mental health is hanging by a thread. I like the harmony explanation. I joined late, I'm sorry. Is there a specific <laughs> idea you've got for the nucleus of the snowball? Uh, men love symmetry. Advice for falling in love. I'm very independent and it feels great, but also terrifying. I keep freaking. Okay, there are a lot of things there. Okay, okay. okay. Um, so it sounds like you're getting some love and appreciation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then it sounds like there was a question about love. Um, there's a question about love, but before that, there was a question. I've joined late. I'm sorry. Is there a specific idea you've got for the nucleus of the snowball? And I think that that was just talking about choice is the nucleus of the snowball for everyone that is a great question because in that imagery of the snowball your choice on whether or not you're working on your mind body and spirit to propel yourself in the snowball forward for productivity and progress is up to you if you're not making that choice then it just so happens that you're actually going in the other direction and many people don't realize the choice to not make a choice to work on yourself is a choice being made but it's sending you in a direction that you don't have control over um so okay advice for falling in love i'm very independent and it feels great but also terrifying i so, keep freaking so okay. before you get into that i'm going to mention marcus has this gift we don't know how to describe this gift in a way that is easily understood by others but you can ask him any question related to personal growth or life or mental health, physical fitness, spiritual awareness, and he's going to give you a profound answer. I'm allowed to say that because I'm observing it. He would never say this himself. But if you've come to these lives before, if you've listened to the podcast, you know this to be true. So I'm going to present you with a challenge. Can you take this question and tie it to the theme of the podcast, which is peace in the holidays? Absolutely. I can tie it to peace in the holidays. Okay, so the question is, <clears throat> advice for falling in love I'm very independent and it feels great, but also terrifying. I keep freaking out. We live in a time where, and I, I, I would dare say that this might be for the last several hundred years, right? But 
unless you are out in the forest, it is somewhat difficult in the modern civilization to let yourself be vulnerable to someone else without fear of the consequences. And to make that even worse, we've drove the idea of independence in our world today to such a space where even to gift someone something and not ask for something in return is somewhat strange. Um, charity now is something we do um, often for tax purposes. Um, and the people who do care and, and do actually want to be charitable go out of their way to volunteer. Now, how does, and what does that have to do with falling in love? Falling in love is an incredible experience, one that can be visceral to your being. And what happens is you become consumed with the thoughts and the ideas, the presence of another being. And what's happening in that experience is an opening of sorts, um, a kind of welcoming of vulnerability. But when we've taught so much of society to consider its independence first, to consider itself first, it can be very difficult to embrace that vulnerability without putting in fear of being used, without putting in fears of being taken advantage of, uh, without putting in the fears of judgment that come from labeling whatever it is you're experiencing or come from um, trying to define it, trying to, to put some sort of control around it. When it comes to the holidays and it comes to falling in love, there is a romanticism in the air around holidays. And what has happened to a lot of people without realizing it is that those ideals of romanticism get convoluted in their desire to be appreciated in their desire to embrace with another human being. And that ties into our want to be vulnerable. Every one of us, I think, is designed to want somewhat to have connection with another. It's a part of the harmony factor. So in the holidays, it's that much more important that we are in that we are connected to our family and to our friends that we've spent quality time in our roots so that during this time of vulnerability we are actually opening ourselves up to someone who is going to bring about the greatest amount of growth in our life but how do you do that? 
kindness, patience, positivity. You have to be kind with yourself, this person, but also everyone else. Use this as an opportunity to open yourself up to see the good in the world, the good in things. If you don't do that, what ends up happening is you start to narrow your lens onto an individual. And when that individual makes a choice that's not in line with the lens you've created, the ideal you've created, and all of a sudden the romanticism of the holiday goes away, well, now this person no longer has the same oomph they did before. This person no longer has the same meaning to you they did before. And that's not fair to the person, and oftentimes that's not actually true to yourself. It's a result of going through this really wicked spiral in society without awareness of where to keep your core, your mind, your body, your spirit, where to maintain your peace, your balance and harmony as you interact with this other individual. Beautifully said. I think there might be a couple responses on that screen that I can't see. Maybe next time we'll have to set me up a full screen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so we had we got a house baby. Great clarification, thank you. Um, love is loving. Love is loving the ugly and beautiful in the person. Um, like accepting a lot of forgiving, growing in uncomfortable situations, bringing people to familiar. Yes, vulnerability. Well, I think that is a good place to end. You answered some great questions, and I think we talked about peace in the holidays in various ways. We did. We talked about all kinds of things. Thank you all so much for your great questions, um, for all of your thoughts, and um, for all of your feedback. It means a lot. I, I really do enjoy being able to share my thoughts with you and I hope that they were edifying for you, they were useful to you and that um, you can take from them and build upon them and we can all grow together. So let us take a deep breath. All before right, we, breathe with we me. Get to the breath. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> we do have a couple things to say. If you are looking for more on peace this holiday season, you could check out Marcus's personal growth book, How to Grow, Nurture Your Garden, Nurture Yourself. It is split up into three major sections, mental health, physical fitness, and spiritual awareness. And the mental health section is all about peace. So I would definitely check that out. Additionally, in January, Marcus will be hosting a peace program. This will be live, so it'll be 60-minute sections, four of them, once a week for four weeks. They will be virtual, so anyone, anywhere can join, and everyone who participates will get a private one-on-one -on -one follow-up call with Marcus. So if you're interested in the book, if you're interested in the peace program, you can find those in the link in Marcus's bio on Instagram and TikTok. You can also go to howtogrowschool.com, and that is where you will find what you need. All right, everybody. Let us take a deep breath, okay? Breathe with me. Hold that breath.
and release. Until the next time, everyone remember, share love, kindness, patience, and positivity with yourselves and each other so that we can build stronger communities and healthier environments as we all grow together. I hope, <clears throat> I hope you have a lovely rest of your day.